Hello everybody, this is the last 10 minutes where we watch the last 10 minutes of films we've never seen and we try to work out what happened in them. Sean, how are you? I'm well, how are you, Will? Oh, very good, thanks. So today, we're doing My Girlfriend's Favourite Film. We're jumping straight in to The Emperor's New Groove, Sean. Oh, The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> now, I was very excited about this because I said to... Um, I said to my wife, I've never seen The Emperor's New Groove, and she turned around to me and said, you can't be serious. Um, <laughs> How long have you been married? As if, as if it was like, as if it was like, uh, like a big deal. And we ne- we'd never spoken about it before, but like it was as if I hadn't watched like The Godfather or God- Goodfellas or, 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 you know, what, what other films do we like? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the only yeah, one yeah. I know because the other ones, I was yeah, like, so, I don't know, I've only seen the last ten minutes of those. So sh- you've never seen The Emperor's New Groove in my life. I'll be honest, man. Up until about four days ago, neither had I. I uh, oh, my girlfriend was like, we have to watch this film, and has been saying that since we got together. And so we finally sat down and watched it. And I was like, you have built this up way too much. And then I watched it. I loved it with all my goddamn heart, Sean. Oh, every ventricle. That's so sweet. That's great. So I've got to say, go on. No, you go ahead. I no. I also if you've got I, to say I, it, you've got to say it. Well, no, but I, I did watch the last ten minutes today of the Emperor's New Groove, and it put me in such a good mood. <laughs> I almost danced around the kitchen after I watched it. I, I don't know whether it's because it's Friday night, because I'm having a beer, but generally because you were going to talk to was, me. It 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 was that. Yeah, it was. Probably. Of course, it was that. Probably. Sean's New Groove. But, it's my new groove, and that's what I'm going to call this weekend, Sean's New Groove. What do you think is going to be part of your new groove, Sean? Well, I'm definitely going to learn to dance. That'd be a good uh, start, But, yeah. you know, I would say, I would give myself like an 8 out of 10 on freestyle dancing. Yeah, I've seen but, you dance, I've seen you throw shapes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, when it comes to like, no rules, I'm my own, I'm my own boss. But like, if if when you have to put steps to it, that's where it all falls apart. I went went to a salsa night, yeah. and I was like, "This is you know that because that's like serious stuff." People like people either love salsa or they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think if you like, Sophia is big into like dancing. It's in her like culture. She's really like passionate. She about just it. dances just, in yogurt. She loves yogurt. Yeah, yeah she yeah, loves yeah. yogurt. Very she loves yogurt woman. and dancing and um Kefir. I just yeah, salsa is 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 one of those ones that I'd love to learn. So yeah. that might be my weekend. Well, I think it's just like tomatoes and some herbs. Mm. I think so. Maybe some nachos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some nachos. <laughs> it's just sauce in Spanish. <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you know about the emperor's new groove? Sorry, should I ask you how you are? <laughs> no, forget that. Let's just get on with it. Yeah, no one's listening to him find out how we are. Who gives a fuck how we are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've already we know how we are. Yeah, yeah, we know exactly how we are. So shut up, yeah. you stupid listener. Uh, <laughs> what do you know about this film, Sean? What do you know about the Emperor's New Groove? Uh, what do I know about it? I know it's a Disney film. I knew that much. Yeah, nice. Uh, but this is before I watched the last two minutes. I knew it was a Disney film. I knew it involved. Like, I knew it was a cartoony one rather than a Pixar one. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't know why I knew that. I just knew it. It must have been I'd seen pictures of it, seen pictures of it or something. Sean pictures yeah. of it. Sean, Sean. Uh, Sean pictures of it. Sean, uh, Sean pictures of it. And My um, name is Sean now Pictures. That 
<laughs> now that I've watched you. the last 10 minutes. This is what happens when we drink when we do a podcast. I just end up spitting as quickly as I can, like, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's um, because, Sean, you are part llama. Ah, see, now, I didn't know there was a llama in the Emperor's New Groove. And when I turned on the last 10 minutes, seeing a llama... I was like, oh, okay, this, this is, is, are they animals? Are they humans? Um, but it was full on. The last two minutes was full on. It was full on. Straight out the cannon. <laughs> full on, out the cannon. Llamas spitting <laughs> all day, every day. Uh, so generally, Disney, what's your, talk to me about your feelings with Disney films, specifically Disney animation. Oh, what, like the cartoon ones? Yeah, well, also Pixar, but like, when I say Disney animation, like what what is your take? What do you what's your relationship with Disney animation films? Uh, and I, by animation niche. films, I do mean animated films. One idiot. Uh, I like I like them a lot. I think. Um, what's my relationship with them? Uh, so I had a few VHS Disney films when I was a kid: Return of Jafar, Aladdin. I think probably Jungle Book. Those I think you're the, the first person that... to list the return of Jafar and Aladdin in that order, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's because my mum bought it first, not realising there was chronology to that. But anyway... Whoa, you were doing the last ten minutes way before it was a thing. Your mum was buying sequels <laughs> to things you hadn't seen. It was my mum who had the idea back in 1992. Anyway... Do you know what's um, crazy? I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you know The Lion King, right? Have you seen any mm. of the sequels to The Lion King? I've seen... Uh, no, I don't... What, uh, the, no, I haven't. Only the Beyonce one with real-life animals. Yeah, that's not a sequel. That's a remake. Very different. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen that because it's a modern film. But So Lion King is based or like inspired by Hamlet, the Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. Fine, that, like, that's a big story, whatever, it's an old story. The crazy thing is that Lion King 3 or something is inspired by Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is a Tom Stoppard play about the characters, the side characters in Hamlet wondering about their existence. And I think, oh my God. What, kind, what were they doing at Disney at the time? Th- that they were like, yeah, that's a good idea, let's base it on a really niche... Like <laughs> Tom Stoppard play. I mean, a, a mainstream Tom Stoppard play. But it's all about them breaking the fourth wall and being like, why do we exist? I'll be honest, I haven't seen this Lion King in a long time. But I have seen Rose oh, well, and Well, I'll be honest, I don't think many people have seen that Lion King and there might be a reason for that. Yeah, the Venn diagram of people who've seen that and the play is, I think, mm. me. Mm. Yeah. I interrupted you for no reason. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh... What was I saying? Yeah, so we had a couple of VHSs. My neighbour had pretty much all the Disney films you could possibly have on video. And I was really jealous. And I was like, Mm. ah, you've got it all. Basically, that was the equivalent of success to me when I was a kid. Yeah, like how Steve um, Bennett had a GameCube and I didn't. Yeah, it's always that. The grass is always greener from when the moment you're born. Uh, And um, (laughs) Damn it, I'm in the wrong hospital bed. Fuck this. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's my relationship with Disney. And then when I when I met my wife, she was like super into Disney, like loved The Lion King, loved uh, like grew up watching like Hundred and One Dalmatians. 
that kind of passed me by. I was more into the Muppets. So that's that's my... Yeah, um, you're a big Muppet Muppet fan. You and one of our previous guests, Conor McReynolds, big fans of the Muppets. Big fans, yeah. I would say me and my friend Adam Hawks, big up to Adam Hawks if he ever listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to watch Muppets um, many a time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, there were some good ones. Like Muppet Treasure Island doesn't get enough credit, I feel. It's got two stars or three stars often. Well, I think what, that's Sean? one of the best ones. It definitely doesn't get enough credit right now because we're not talking about the goddamn Muppet. Save that no, for when not. we do that episode. And <laughs> I think we actually should have Connor on to do that because he loves the Muppets and I have never Ooh. seen Treasure Island. Or any of the Muppets. No, I don't think I've ever seen any of the Muppet films. I'm not a Muppet boy. For- I, I like... Oh my god, literally. Anyway, we're not talking about how ridiculously stupid you are. No. We're talking about the Emperor's New Groove. Thank you. Thanks for getting us back on track. So, Sean, I, what happened in the last 10 minutes? Because I, like, this is not just for the listener. I watched it like four days ago. I don't know where you would have come into the film. So if you could give us a real robust description of what happened, where you joined the film. Okay, well, what didn't happen? Um, first of all, there's a llama... And his mate looks a little bit like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> and they're, they're fighting this thing that looks a bit like Ursula from The Little Mermaid, but a cat. And um, <laughs> this is just for our listeners to give you a description of what's happening. It's just so uh, far, then, I, I'm like, that is better than I would have described all the yeah, characters. Yeah. So and then there's one well. guy who's kind of the comedy, he's comic relief. He's like, he's got a devil and a... a an angel on his shoulder, and he's like the he he looks like the sidekick of the evil person, but he's not really that evil. Kind of wants to help the um, the llama. Anyway, I was super confused for about five minutes, and then I realised. So for fifty percent, like, <laughs> yeah, I maybe at like thirty seconds, and then I realised, ah, okay, something must have happened that this person became a llama. This can't. We can't have brushed over the fact that this person's been a llama for the whole film and no one cares. Mm. So definitely he's been changed from a human into a llama and Mm -hmm. he's trying to get back to a human and uh, maybe he was quite a horrible person. And um, anyway, there's a huge chase. It's hilarious. I was at the edge of my seat. Watching this chase. You were the at the edge of your seat. You weren't on the edge of your seat. You were at, I was it. at the now, edge. Explain of, the distinction yeah. there. Why were you only at the edge of your seat? Because uh, I wasn't about to jump ship. I was just <laughs> contemplating. <laughs> You're anyway, really mixing uh, idioms here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it all kicks off. There's a big chase. It goes on for a long time. I can imagine kids being. I, all I could think of was like people in the cinema and kids losing their shit at how many times the 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 vial of potion i guess you'd say how many times it got into some precarious situations oh so uh, precarious and and adults would have been like all right now we've had enough come on this can't be going Uh, on but kids would just be like oh this is insane i mean as an adult i was i was nervous about the uh, situation i was i was if i had well, a kid I with we all me, were. They i wouldn't were... have been i think the kid would have been they... like will calm down mate you know yeah probably i mean they were hanging off the face of a face and <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah it he does get the potion uh 
and uh, the baddie turns into a cat. He gets the potion, and then everything's well, and he kind of has this moment of clarity where he's like, oh, I'm actually a good person, and I went through this journey, and um, everyone lives happily after. And then at the end, the sidekick's teaching the baddie and some kids a language. that I, I didn't really understand that. But And then Sting came in, and Tom Jones sang a song, and then Sting finished with the music. Whoa, 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 hold on. How do you... Say again, Tom Jones and then Sting, did you say? So I recognised Tom Jones's voice from when like, he was coming down the waterfall. And then when it finished, I was like, who's that voice? Is it Phil Collins? It was Sting without the police. <laughs> Sean, that is, that is mind-bogglingly impressive. That, that's so cool that you were able to identify those two because they actually play an important role in the trivia round. Mm. Um, so, I have a very, very good ear. Yeah. But your other ear, terrible. One of them, exactly. the right ear is great, the left <laughs> ear... Is it? That's right, earphones are a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, so, what did you make of the, the, the latter half of the last ten minutes? So, um, the, guy, the guy who has been on a big journey. What's his name? Do you know his name? The llama who became a person? No, well, he's the emperor, but I don't know his name. Could you make a guess at his name? Uh, Clive? Mm, correct start sounds like K is the right sound to start with. Oh, right, okay. So we'll call him Clive for now. So Clive, <laughs> what's the... So everyone lives happily ever after. Where does... Why, hmm, I don't know quite how to actually ask that question without ruining all of the film. So I'm not going to ask you. Um, That's fun. <laughs> So you enjoyed the last ten minutes. I did. I did. Uh, Great. It, it was. It was a lot of fun. What do you think? If you could give me a synopsis of the movie, and you're very welcome to ask any questions that you need to, but what would your synopsis be? I will say that the main Clive going on a journey. You've really nailed the character arc there. You really have nailed that spot on. Okay. okay. Um, but what happened in the whole film? With Clive. Okay, so what I imagined this film to be about um, was that uh, the emperor was a emperor of ancient Egypt, and that he lost his ability to dance or groove, if you will. Um, and he could he he lost it. He used to be a champion dancer. He'd lost his ability to groove and he had to get that back. So he drank some potion thinking, oh, it's gonna change my ways. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be so good at dancing, I'm gonna be like strictly and 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 not so strictly. I'm gonna be like, who's a good dancer? Come on, Sean. Um Go on, think of a good dancer. Michael Flatley. Uh, Michael Flatley, or um, Jason Bourne, or Jason he's more Bourne. of a comic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jason Bourne? Uh, are you thinking of Jason Derulo? Uh, no, I'm thinking of the guy who did uh, Swan Lake, and he does all the Billy Elliot stuff. And... That's definitely not Jason Bourne. It's Jason Bourne Jason is the character Bourne. from the Bourne Supremacy Identity and I, an Ultimatum. 
Well, which anyway, your mum would have watched in the wrong order, obviously. She, yeah, she definitely would. All, all everything, Star Wars, everything. Anyway, so um, if she'd watched Star uh, Wars in the wrong order, she would have watched it in the right order, probably. Yeah, maybe that's why she thought she had to watch everything back. She thought every, everything was released prequel second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So he's lost his ability to dance. He, he goes can't do the salsa. Ma- he can't do the salsa. He's lost his tzatziki. And he doesn't know his hummus from his sour cream chai. Yeah. So he goes. He his goes Domino's to big ship is all over the place. <laughs> He goes to a magician man uh, called Pizza Pizza. And he says, hello. And the man says, um, hi, what do you want? He's really like, he's he's like, no fucking about. He's just like, Come I mean, on, if you've been brought up with the name Pizza Pizza, you would have a really no-nonsense attitude, I think. No-nonsense. All he does is make pizza all day. He's got nothing else to give. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry. So his name is Pizza Pizza. And he's no nonsense, but he does make pizza all day. He does, yeah. It's it's uh, it's just, it's a bit of an infliction. He was cursed by um, <laughs> Chicago Town, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so it's, he's so, forever <laughs> set in ancient Egypt. But he's been cursed by Chicago Town. Yeah, yeah, it's a very small pocket of Egypt. Uh, just to the left of Cairo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Chicago Town. And um, Chicago Town. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? Um, anyway, so he goes to see Pizza Pizza. And says, "Why you got for me?" As my Chicago <laughs> accent. And the guy's like, "I got some potion." Sorry, made sorry. Out. I did so <laughs> Clive the Emperor asked in a Chicago accent. In yeah, this little improv, yeah. Listen, the minute you enter Chicago Town, the minute you become a Chicago Ann. <laughs> hey, have you met my sister? Her name's Ann. Chicago Ann, get in here. She's a, a true Chicago Ann. <laughs> so he's like, uh, I'll give you some pizza with mozzarella. It's part mozzarella, part. Part hair of Emma. Oh, and, um... <laughs> okay, that's not okay. Fine, fine. Anyway, so so the um, Clive drinks this potion, and he he thinks it's going to change. And well, sorry, it's the pizza, past. the potion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has. It's like a kind of pizza mix in a. So in a he vial. makes a pizza the main ingredients of which are hair of emma and mozzarella mm. and then he blends it up into a smoothie clive downs mm. it yeah he puts it in a nutribullet yeah and uh in ancient egypt down. in chicago town ancient egypt yeah he yeah. goes down in one and uh he waits a couple of days nothing happens days. in fact he, his groove gets worse Shit. and then he wakes up one morning i think it was a thursday and uh He's like, hold on a minute. Why have I got hooves? And why am I spinning everywhere? And he's become, he looks in the mirror and he's a llama. Mm. And um, the journey becomes, as a llama, he starts to realise that he 
he's been really horrible to a lot of people, particularly those from Chicago town. Um, and uh, he needs to change his ways. And, and the only way that he can do that is uh, by befriending his, the person he was really mean to, to find the anecdote. The an- antidote, not the anecdote. Uh, <laughs> that'd be bad if you got poisoned and you were wandering around trying to find an anecdote and then people just kept telling you stories you'd be like this is not helping I need to be cured and that's it and then they all and that's where I got to uh, the last 10 minutes that's what happened Sean I can safely say apart from him looking at his own hooves that is 100% not right that's so wrong it couldn't be more well, listen, wrong I was banking on the fact that if I get 1% of the film right, I'm winning. That's not how winning works. Unless you're Donald Trump, that's not how winning works. <laughs> um, so you've... Uh, one of the biggest problems with that is that you said it was set in ancient Egypt. Uh, that's just... Just because the word emperor is there. I understand why you thought that. Uh, have I culturally appropriated? No, no, you haven't. The film definitely has. There's a, a lack oh. of representation of Incan, Native American, and Latin American people in the film. It was made in 2000. As to white men, I don't think we're going to deconstruct everything that's problematic no. with it. But there are problems no. with the film. But I don't think you delved into them. You set it in Chicago, so I think you're doing okay. I've... <laughs> <laughs> um, you haven't done very well at all. You've named the main guy Clive. Uh, what's the evil person called? Did you catch her name? Mm. No. Deirdre? Deirdre? Deirdre. Deirdre? Deirdre? No, not close. Uh, the lovable guy who's teaching the language class? Uh, he looks like Job. Job. And uh, I don't know if you met this guy. I don't know if you met the guy who uh, who lives in the village, who quite a big guy. He wears green. Mm, what, the guy at the end who helps him? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, his name, uh, Matthew. Matthew. Okay, fantastic. I think, Sean... Unless there's anything else you'd like to say about the last 10 minutes, we should talk about some trivia of the film. Yeah, let's do some triv trivs. So for first-time listeners, how did you get here? Who are you? What do you like? But also, we do a trivia round where (laughs) we ask questions to the person who hasn't seen the film, and uh, they have to try and guess the trivia, and we score them out of 85. Isn't that right, Sean? It's a simple concept. It's on many game shows. But don't try and steal it, because it's ours. Yeah, it's a goddamn quiz, and we'll be asking the questions right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm burping so much. Drinking whilst we do this is not a good idea. I know. It's a great idea. Yeah. I'm two deers, I'm two deers beep. Two deers beep. <laughs> and I'm two Guinness is gone. Oh, that one doesn't work. Okay. The character, the big guy, he wears green. He plays, like, the peasant character, in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, his name is Pacha. P-A-C-H-A. Pacha. Pacha. Played by? Uh, oh, I did recognise the voice. 
Sylvester Stallone. No, no, but similar facial uh, leatheriness. Uh, John Goodman. Uh, Ah, yes, John Goodman. So Potcher is played by John Goodman. Um, Very, very good actor. You heard it here first. What does Potcher's name mean in the Incan language? You know, Inca, I-N-C-A. What does Potcher mean in Incan? I would say something like um, Chubby. Chubby? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past Disney to say that. You (laughs) You think that the Incans have a specific word for chubby that... <laughs> I mean, it sounds like podgy. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The more I think about it, it could be peasant. But, um... Yeah, you can have... To... Do you know what, Sean? Some of these questions are a bit hard, so some of them I might give you two options. Okay. Can you know, I like say poch... Can when I, I playing... say pot? Can I say... Chubby peasant. peasant. <laughs> chubby peasant, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I... It's like when you're doing a Zoom quiz in lockdown and uh, you write down two answers that you're pretty sure about and you go, I'll just cross out one of them and get the point. Who's going to know? Yeah, we all do that. Don't lie. Dad, I swear I don't do that. I'm sorry. My dad runs a pub quiz. Uh, And by pub quiz, I mean just a quiz. No pub. Question number two. Uh, Finish this sentence, Sean. Lions, tigers and bears. And what is it a reference to? So this sentence, lions, tigers, and bears. And humans. And humans. Okay, and what's that a reference to? Uh, The animal kingdom. Uh, I saw saw in the last 10 minutes they went lions, tigers, bears, and then there was like a a sign for a universal sign for a person. And Mm -hmm. they were like, and, and he didn't get it. Llamas, llamas. Lions, tigers, bears, and llamas. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it one more time, and you just say the first thing that comes into your head, okay? Okay. Lions, sure. tigers, and bears. Here. That's closer, you know. That's closer than and humans. Okay. Okay. John, would there be more close? <laughs> uh, n- n- no, I don't think there would be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. We'll move on. We'll move yeah. on. Question number three, Sean. <clears throat> John Fielder, who voiced famously voiced Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. This is the only Disney movie where he has voiced what kind of mammal? Ooh, uh... So John Fielder, the voice of Piglet. This is the only Disney movie where he's voiced which type of mammal? Mammal. Mm. A cow. A cow. You think he voiced a cow. And can you give me an example of what that cow might have sounded like? Uh, well, there was a cow and that made me laugh. He was like, um, I got made into a cow, so can I leave? Nice. Nice. Was, I mean, I'd give you the point. Um, can we just go to a quick uh, commercial break while I change over my um, earphones? Uh, I, th- I think we probably can. Yeah, you go change over your earphones and we'll hear from our sponsor. Thank you for joining the last 10 minutes brought to you by Square Wix. Square Wix is the website company that brings you everything that you need from a website company. Squares, Wix. If you've got a candle, why have a square in it? Put a wick in it. Why not? 
you have got to design your website and make sure that it, oh, this is so hard because I can hear Sean talking still. It's very distracting. Uh, guys, side note, I am. It, it's a fake advert. It's not real. We're not sponsored. Square wicks. The only kind of wick you can put in a candle that will be in a square shape. Yes, that's correct. If you want to buy now, go on www.wicksquarebuttholes.org. We haven't got the .com yet. I think Sean's returned. Yeah, sorry. My, um, carry on. That was fantastic, whatever that was. No, it was fucking awful. Um, are you? Have you got headphones in? Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, Sean is back. Everybody, we're going to move on to question me, number four. Mmm. Yeah. You happy with that? My lucky number four. Four times a Grady. Four times. Is that like four times, like three times a lady, but four times Paula Grady? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Question number four. Why didn't this film? get nominated for the best animated film at the Academy Awards. <gasps> Why do you think uh, this did not get nominated? There is a very clear and good reason that it didn't. But I realise that's a very difficult question. <laughs> uh, best animated film. It didn't get nominated. I think uh, because... Everyone at the award ceremony was a cartoon, so they couldn't give an award because it was all the same. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you for an answer that doesn't make fun of the question, uh, and I'm gonna give you a clue <laughs> that this was released in the year two thousand. Oh, it's Millennium. Okay, um, <laughs> best animated film in the Millennium. Oh, what was going on then? Um, <laughs> Robbie Williams was singing a song called Millennium. Yeah, he was. Oh, you just reminded me. Was it? Uh, was it something with Robin Williams? Uh, no, like oh. absolutely not. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Toy Story. Toy Story is your answer. No, yeah. it's not because that was like ninety-seven. I want to say like, you've got five seconds. Like Monst- Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. took over. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. All right, number five. Name mm. the musician who changed the ending of this movie. Oh, it's got to be Sting without the police. <laughs> uh, criminal Sting is your answer. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Question number six. This movie was originally going to be called Kingdom of Something. Heaven. <laughs> Isn't that a movie? Yeah. Uh, so this movie, you believe, was originally going to be called Kingdom of Heaven, yeah? No. What were you? Can you can you say the question again, please? Sorry. Repeat. Uh, okay. So finish this sentence. This movie was originally going to be called Kingdom of Egypt. Kingdom of Egypt. Kingdom of Chicago. Chicago town. town. <laughs> okay, I'm going to reveal another name for you, Sean, in question number seven. The Perfect. evil woman. Her name is Yzma. Yzma? I mean, creativity was lacking on that day. 
they just went evil, evil, Yzma, Yzma. I mean, to be fair to them, they spelled it Y-Z-M-A. So at least they did the creativity there. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's set in ancient Egypt, Yzma. It's lazy. Yeah. Why was Yzma turned into a cat specifically? Why was it specifically a cat? Because it's Egypt and the Sphinx is there like ancient uh oh like uh talisman <laughs> so it's because it's set in egypt well yeah i guess so yeah yeah which she... yeah yeah i would have thought so question number eight we're almost at the end of the trivia round sean question number eight potcher's wife her name is chica oh Potcher, played by John Goodman. His wife is Chica. She is the first female character in a Disney film to be depicted in what state? Or to be depicted as what? First female character to be depicted as what? Well, I guess first character to be depicted as something. But yeah, first specifically female character to be depicted as what? (laughs) In what sort of... uh, it's quite a hard, <laughs> quite a bad question, is what I'm trying to say. In what like um, physical state? Okay. Uh, or physical situation? <laughs> uh, she depicted it as an angel. It's an angel. Interesting questions. In a way, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, depicted as an angel. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Mm. I had a sip because I thought you were going to say no, I'll change something else. <clears throat> okay, question number nine. Um, what's his name? Kronk. Kronk is the character played who was teaching the language. Uh, yes, Kronk, I knew it. He is played by Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Do you know yeah, Patrick person. Warburton? I believe he's Joe in Family Guy. Yeah, he's also in Rules of Engagement. Yeah, yeah, Which was yeah. only four he for about seven like years. Uh, yeah. I think... I, I can't really do his voice, but he is very... He's like a kind of... You know, he talks like this all the time. Oh, he's from Chicago town, is he? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, who owns Patrick Warburton's humming? Humming? Question nine. Who owns Patrick Warburton's humming? Humming? What does that even mean? What, when he... Mm-hmm. In uh, this is a slightly annoyingly worded question. In the film, he does some humming. Uh, who owns Tom Jones? Name? Tom Jones owns it. Tom Jones. Tom Jones owns Patrick Warburton's humming, and he also owns my bumming. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's always funded by Tom Jones. Your bumming. Question <laughs> number ten, the penultimate ch- uh, question. Before this movie, how many Disney protagonists? were of Native American descent. Ooh, so before uh, this movie... Zero. Zero is your answer? Well, Native... No, because there was Mulan and there was... Mulan uh, is not Native American. She is Chinese, I believe. Oh, uh, no, but there was uh, Pocahontas. She's Native American, isn't she? Yep, so, so it was Pocahontas before this, I guess, is the question. Yes, definitely. Um, so one. I'm going to say one. Your answer is one. And finally, question number 11. Eartha Kitt. No, 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 I know this. I know this because Peter Pan has Native Americans in it. 
So, two. I'm going to say two. Oh, uh, well, I, I think you're going to go back to one because I'll repeat the question. How many Disney protagonists? Uh, okay. That's a very but, good point, though. But protagonists can be... No, it's not, the main part, you goddamn numpty. Yeah, okay, you're right. So, one. One. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Eartha Kitt, right? Eartha Kitt really plays Yzma. Yeah. yeah. Um, what Christmas song have you probably heard Eartha Kitt sing? Um, it was a 1953 uh, hit written by Joan Javits, Philip Springer and Tony Springer. Um... Silver bells, Is that song? silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. That one. Silver bells. Silver bells is your answer. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the trivia round, Sean. Do a little theme tune for me. Shabba bing bang doo blip blip beep boop. Time for the answers. What does Potcher's name mean in the Incan language? You said it meant chubby or peasant. Uh, it's much yeah, nicer than peasant. that. It means earth. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, which on IMDb it said, this could refer to his round shape, his green poncho, and slash or his down-to-earth personality. So do I get half a point for the fact that his round shape could suggest earth, which could suggest chubby? Yeah, I'd, I'd say... It'd be unfair of me to not give you half a point for that. Yeah, yeah. Question number two. Finish this sentence, lions, tigers, and bears. You said, and humans, or lions and tigers and bears, here. And you said it was in reference to the animal kingdom. Mm. This, you're not correct, I'm afraid. Lions, tigers, Um, and bears, oh my! uh, I see. Do do you know where that's from? Uh, Probably the Jungle Book. No, it's from The Wizard of Oz. It's a line from The Wizard of Oz. And according to the producer Randy Fulmer and director Mark Dindle, they were forced to use this joke and they hated it. (laughs) But the head of animation, Thomas Schumacher, was like, we're putting it in. It's like a direct reference to The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) He was like... He was like, this is my movie. I'm doing it. <laughs> I've definitely done that before with just these, please. I've been like, we're putting this joke in. It's so good. And everyone else has been like, no way. But the difference is that uh, everyone else gets their way. Uh, rightly so. <laughs> John Fielder, the voice of Piglet. This is the only Disney movie where he has voiced a human. <gasps> and I said a cow. You said a cow. Which, to be fair, are the humans of the land. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Question number four. Why didn't this get nominated for Best Animated Film? You said everyone was a cartoon or Monsters, Inc. Both of them are incorrect. This is the final animated film ever made and released before the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature came into existence. Oh, no way. So the award didn't exist until 2001. And do you know... That was a bit of a trick question. Yes, it it was a question that was more about the answer than it was about... Helping you, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you think? I'll, was... rem- I'll remember. Oh, yeah. For next remember. time. Oh shit! Trivia questions next time. I'll be like, why and where. <laughs> uh, what What do you think the first winner of that award was, Sean, in 2001? The first best animated feature. Oh. Uh... 
2001, I'm going to say Monsters, Inc. You, you love Monsters, Inc. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Gigi, do you know... Oh, wait, no. Gigi, do you still know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Oh, uh, Shrek. Shrek, 2001. Is it 2001? Yeah, crazy. I thought that was earlier than that. <laughs> do you know what? I? This is a little embarrassing, but I, I don't really smoke weed, but I did with a friend of mine, and we watched Shrek. And I remember saying... Back in the good old it. days. <laughs> Back in the days. <laughs> I remember sitting watching Shrek being like, whoa, this like, this just speaks to me on such a deep level. Like I, I really feel like, like they're speaking to me and I just like, I know yeah. these lines so well. Was it when you saw um, Puss in Boots? <laughs> That's Shrek too, you were come like, on, man. I'm not an idiot. This cat, this cat's eyes are so cute. Life, a life <laughs> for me right now. We've all been there. Don't worry all... about it. We've all said some stuff. Um, and Shrek is the least of your worries. Or even the fewest. Question number five. Which musician <laughs> changed the ending of the movie? Sting. Is the correct oh, right. answer. The correct Woo! answer, man. That's amazing. So basically, at the end of the film, as you see, the Emperor, whose name is not Clive. Mm. He's built a little shame. house a, next to um, Punch's house, shame. right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Very. In sweet. the original they script, to live next to each other. Huh? They wanted to live next to each other. That's really nice. Yeah, but in the original script, it was a massive like mansion, like crazy summer retreat. And Sting was like, "You can't do this. The whole point is that he's learned from his experiences and he's going to change. So he needs to build like a humble abode." And uh, Sting sent a note to the producers, being like. And I think he made it about, I think he made it about indigenous people's rights, uh, which I, I don't know. It's like bit weird, Sting. Bit weird. <laughs> but it's but, like I, I don't know how much he was. Do you know what though? But... I did notice that I did. Like I was, a, I was kind of aware of like, oh, that's good that his house is the same as his friend's house. Yeah, and, and he's it, like, it has a little visual know, gag. A, of it like cuts away yeah. from a mansion where it's actually the little bird house looks like a mansion palace thing and his house is just like punches. Yeah, it's good. It's a real, I mean, well he, done, Sting, Sting was spot on, to be honest. Well, he does know how to prick the idea. Oh, uh, yes. He, he is always being good. Didn't like that joke? What wasps your problem? Okay. The yeah, makers of the movie... Pro- why are you uh, here? Hmm? They, they originally wanted to get Sting, right? This is a little fact for you. They wanted to get Sting yeah. to sing the opening song. But they were like, nah, nah, nah. Sting's too old, man. We need someone younger and hipper. And so they went for Sir Tom Jones, who's 11 years older than Sting. Good idea, Disney. Yeah. Well done, Disney. Why don't you do something else, you idiots? If you did something else, maybe you'd be famous. Yeah, stop remaking the same films you made 17 years ago. You goddamn idiots, right. Why was Yzma... Oh, no, wait. Sorry, the movie... Question number six. The movie was originally going to be called Kingdom of Heaven slash Egypt. No, Kingdom yeah. of the Sun. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah. Um, because I, c- I think the Inca... I kind of the- prefer that, but they probably thought, oh, we need to make it fun for the kids, which I understand. Well, this but movie has a fascinating, like pre-production history man it's crazy it's really interesting how much 
like the original film, basically Roger Allers, who directed The Lion King, he was brought on to this project in 1994 to do wow. to make it. But then they kept making it and it kept going through problems and like 50% of the test audiences hated it. And then Roger Allers left and co-director Mark Dindle had to redo the movie and made it real wacky and like rebuilt the story from the ground up. So like... It's a, there's a whole documentary called The Sweatbox, which I haven't watched all about the production of this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you should watch that before you watch the film. You shouldn't do that. That'd be silly. No. You heard it here first. Sweatbox. Yeah, there you go. Um, Not a film about saunas and boxes. Yeah, get in the box. It's real sweaty. Question number seven. Why is Yzma <laughs> turned into a cat? You said because it's set in Egypt, which we know is wrong now. Yeah. Eartha Kitt who played um, Yzma, was Catwoman in the 1966 Batman series. So it was a reference wow. to her being Catwoman. I, these, all these intricate references that no one's ever going to know, hey. they just don't, they don't fly with me, Will. They Do don't they fly with me. No. Do you think the questions are bad? No, I, I think your questions are great, but I just, it's like, do I care that she was someone in 1969? No. Uh, well, do you care that she was someone in 1966? Yes. Okay, well, she was Catwoman in 1966, so... Fantastic. Pretty cool. Question number eight. Patch's wife, Chica, is the first pe- female character in the Disney film to be depicted as, you said, an angel. It's actually to be depicted as pregnant. Oh. She's just... Oh. She's just pregnant. And it's really cool. I read a little thing online about how it's like, she's just... You know, she's his wife, but she's just pregnant. And, like, it's not like... She's just like a, a... I know this sounds really problematic for me to say. But it's like, she's just a normal person. Like, she's not depicted as, like, I'm pregnant, so I can't do this or that. She's just, like... She's pregnant, but she's also just, like, hanging out. And, like, she's an important part of the plot. And it's a really great little character. It's really cool. That's good. Well done. Yeah. And there's a great bit where Potcher, her husband like suddenly disappears off with the emperor and goes away and I was like hold on he's just fucking left his house and like left his wife and kids and then it cuts to a scene of them and they're like oh he told them he was going <laughs> but that's good I'm glad he did and I'm but what you got to remember is Disney that you know the the story is much more important than than a pregnant woman for them I think to Disney most things are more important than uh, pregnant women or indeed women <laughs> Um, so question number nine who owns Patrick Warburton's humming it's not Tom Jones it's Disney Disney owners humming he he can't hum if Disney don't say so do you know that Sean it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cheekily worded question again I've I've had more fun with the questions than I should have done that's okay I'm glad you've enjoyed it I've had a great time but um, basically he does this scene where he's improvising a load of silly humming of his own theme tune and uh, they made him sign away the composition rights to his improvised humming. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Um, if you had to have a theme tune, Sean, to hum yourself, like a dramatic Mission Impossible theme tune, what would it be? Mm. It would be... Um... That's now owned by Disney. It's good. Okay. Before this movie... Give me many... the money! <laughs> Show <laughs> me the money, Disney! How many Disney protagonists were there of Native American descent? You got 
100% on this question, Sean. There was one. It was Pocahontas. Yeah. And, and then Cusco. Who was actually a real person. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought when I was a kid, ah, oh, it's, it's a made-up story because I was stupid and, and white. But... <laughs> <laughs> and you still are. But... And I still am. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, she was actually... Uh, I don't know if she that's her story, but she was actually a real person. I imagine, I imagine Disney did a good job of whitewashing the story. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was... Um... That was a very high laugh. It's yeah. two beers deep laugh. It's a nice laugh. Uh, so yeah, it was her, and then it was Cusco in this film, not Clive. Cusco is his name, uh, and the third um, Disney character protagonist of Native American descent is um, Kenai from Brother Bear. I don't know if you've seen Brother Bear. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. But I think those are the only. I may be completely wrong, but only protagonists of Native American descent. So in that case, what would you call? Tiger Lily and Peter Pan, if she's not a protagonist, would you call well, Pete, her... Sean, it's not called Peter Pan and Tiger Lily. No, if only. If only. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'd call her story. main supporting. I think she'd get the main supporting Oscar, not the best actor, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I mean, maybe even just supporting. Who knows? Yeah, I think she uh, she smokes a lot of peace pipe, though, so she might... She might not have been able to accept her award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also she's animated, so that would have proved a problem. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's true. And question number 11, Sean. Eartha Kitt famously sings which Christmas song? You said Silver Bells. It is actually the 1953 hit Santa Baby. Ah, oh, I wasn't that far off. No, I, I, was, used... I, was down the, I was down the crooner avenue. Yeah, it's a lovely avenue to be on. Um, yeah she sang that song she's a, a fantastic singer and she, she's um, she's amazing and she actually had a song in this film that got cut <gasps> yeah. shit so Sean I thought before we ended this which we should we, we will soon don't don't panic dear listener well, I'm not panicking I'm not panicking I wasn't I was talking to, make to some you popcorn. Oh. I realised I, I said dear some... listener and anyone who's listening to that could technically be the person I'm talking to but no, I was just going to say I was about to make some popcorn, but I'll wait, I'll hold off because the microwave will make loads of noise. Yeah. So go ahead, Will. Don't make popcorn now. In the last 10 minutes of our podcast, the last thing we want you to do is make popcorn. <laughs> uh, so those lessons that you saw Kronk teaching, Sean, mm. he was teaching squirrel lessons, how to speak squirrel. Ah, oh, that's sweet. So I've got a couple of the phrases that I went through the film, I paused it, I wrote down exactly the wording, I've written them out. I've got some squirrel words, and wow. I want you to translate these squirrel phrases back to me. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> squeak, squeak, and squeak, squeakity? How do you do? Squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeakin'. Would you like a pizza? Squeak, 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 squeaker, squeakin'. Oh, that's a different dialect. Um, when are we going to be there? Squeakity squeak squeaking. Would you like a hat? It's cold. I mean, you've done very well there. The phrases actually are, as translated, squeak squeaking squeak squeakity is my acorn is missing. Squeaker squeak squeak squeaking. Did you eat the acorn? Squeak 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 squeaking. You owe me a new acorn. And squeakity squeak squeakin', 
Which way did the talking llama go? Very good. Very good. Very good. I'm glad we've... Uh, I, I can go and talk to the squirrels that hang out by the bins tomorrow morning. Yeah, I reckon you can. Okay, Sean. So I'm... every time I walk past the bins, just for our listeners, for a little bit of jokes, every time I walk past my bin store, I hear this... And I look in, there's always a squirrel looking at me like... So he's doing his... Do you reckon Disney own his humming as well? Probably, yeah. They probably own everything now. So, Sean, there is a scene in this film where Kronk, played by Patrick Warburton, who I just keep thinking about bread whenever I say his name, <laughs> he uh, ends up accidentally being a waiter temporarily, right? So, yeah. what's going to happen here is I am going to... We're going to do a little scene, right? Yeah. I'm going to order some things in code... And you're going to explain to me what they are. So I'm going to use slang for stuff. Okay. Right? And I have to tell you what you're saying. Yeah, you have to be like, oh, do you mean this sort of thing. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Just for, wait, I'm just holding a, a tray of, of something for everyone just to show you that I'm a waiter. Okay, okay, great. Waiter, waiter, come here, please, waiter. Yes, yes, what would you like? Uh, hello, um, we would like to order, uh, first of all for the table, three oinkers wearing pants. Ah, uh, yes, you would like uh, three pigs... Uh, wearing pants. With stuffing. Yeah, okay, thanks very much. Uh, and we'd also, following that, we'd like a plate of hot air. Okay, you would like uh, some... Um, uh, frosting. Yeah, some frosting on top of that. Yeah, that's great. And then a basket of grandma's breakfast, please. Ah, uh, yeah, some pancakes with blueberries and maple syrup. Fantastic. And finally, change the bull to a gill. Ah, uh, yes, you'd like a cow on its back, others akimbo. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks very much. Get that ASAP, you goddamn stupid waiter. Okay, a less of that attitude, please. Mm, not tipping you. That's great. So the order that I gave you is three oinkers wearing pants, a plate of hot air, basket of grandma's breakfast, change the bull to a gill. The translation to that, Sean, is three pork combos. Well done. You got the pork there. Mm. Extra bacon on the side, two chili cheese samplers, a basket of liver and onion rings, a catch of the day, and a steak cut into the shape of a trout. I never would have got that, but I'm glad that what I did say was was something. Yeah, you did say something, and that, Sean, is all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this film is so wacky, man. It's so funny. And the scenes like that where basically someone accidentally ends up being a chef and someone orders a very complicated meal and they work out what they want. It's just that all over, you know? Um, I think maybe this will be the final game that we play. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We will see. I, th- I feel like uh, I've probably been the most tipsy I've ever been on a podcast. So oh, yeah? if it's the final game, I'm happy with that. I think we should lean into you being tipsy and just keep going. <laughs> Let's lean in and I'll lean on. Wow. Very tipsy. Okay. So, Sean, a lot <laughs> of this plot rides on the idea that Yzma, at the start tries to kill the emperor, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I want you... What's going to happen is we're going to act out a scene 
you're going to be playing Yzma, and I'm going to be playing Kronk. Both American, accent-wise. Stay on board. Okay. Americans, even though they're Incans, don't worry about yeah, it. Chicago town. Chicago so you town, have Chicago a secret town. lab. Yeah. You have potions. One of those potions turns people into llamas. And you have me, a stupid bumbling assistant. This is the opening scene of the film. We got to try and work out how to murder the emperor. You're going to tell me why you want to do it. Exactly how are you going to do it? And the scene will end when the scene ends. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. Okay. So hold on. I'm I am a scientist in a laboratory. Yo, I never said you're a scientist. I said you have a secret lab. Okay, I have a secret lab. I've got potions and I'm going to try and work out how to kill the emperor and you are my sidekick. Yeah, and you need to like tell me how exactly we're going to kill the emperor. Okay. Okay, okay. three, two, Go one, on. see. Okay, so over here, little Jimmy, we have seven different types of potion. You what? hear me? I, I can hear you, boss. Why did you put them all in the same kind of bottle? They look exactly the same. Because as you see, they are all different colors, Jimmy. Are you colorblind? Yes, I am. They all look red to me. Well, they're all different colors. Colors of the rainbow, Jimmy. So what I want to do is I would like to go over a little bit of our plan so that we can find a way of killing a certain someone. Ah, uh, do you mean your dog? No, I'm not talking about my dog, Jimmy. Mm. Well, I got bad news for you. The dog's already dead. I sat on him earlier. Do you want to kill the emperor? Okay, let's move swiftly on, Jimmy. Move swiftly on. Yeah, from Mr. The dog. Fluffles I'll is forget gone. Forget you ever said I'm that. I'm so sorry. We have all these things. What I would like you to do, Jimmy, is try this one for me and see what happens. Would you do that for me, Jimmy? That feels like feels like testing on animals, but okay. Well, you know what, Jimmy? You might have tested on my dog. So fantastic, he's drinking it. What's happening, Jimmy? How are you feeling, Jimmy? Oh, God, he's turning into something. Quack. Okay, he would be a duckbill platypus on a Tuesday afternoon. I don't think this is a good idea, turning him into a duckbill platypus. No, okay, I'm going to give you... I don't think that's going to kill him. Also, I'm worried I'm about... Something else. I'm going to give you something else. This time, right. I want you to take it a different way. Not through your mouth, but the other way. There um, you go, Jiminy. You want me to use a, a potion enema? Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I've got to show you. Well, yeah. well this is contagious. Off. It's bloody contagious. <laughs> All right, up, up, up the hatch it goes. <gasps> oh, what's happening now, Jiminy? <laughs> well, I think what's <laughs> happening now is I'm doing the heavy lifting in this improv scene is what's happening now. I think we've got distracted from killing the emperor. <laughs> I think we got distracted from killing the emperor. And I think hey, no, Jimmy. To do. This is the idea I had, you see, because now you are a cold-blooded, two-faced motherfucker of a killer. And what I want you to do... <laughs> That's right. I'm Harvey Dent, as played by Forrest Gump. <laughs> Exactly. And what I want you to do is push on that button there. Just press that rub button for me. That's it. And it opens up a hole in the ground with smoke coming out of it. 
Now, what I want you to do, Jiminy, is we are going to put the emperor in this hole. Mm. But first, we got to catch him. And how we're going to do that is we're going to take these potions and put it up the bumper. (laughs) And that's the scene. I think that is... I don't think we can delve into that anymore, Sean, I guess. (laughs) I basically, I, I, I gave you a lot of heavy lifting, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I, I, I came in with a forklift truck, yeah. and I helped you out a bit. <laughs> you thought, I'll take over from here, and we'll just do enemas all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I think the, the scene in the actual film takes less time than that. Well, it would have to, it was for children. This one, this one was the uh, unabridged uncut director's cut that would have been for adults uh, 18 plus <laughs> exactly okay the final scene Sean is uh, you and I are going to be the devils on the shoulder of the person you oh, just no. played Sean no in fact of Kronk of you Kronky know the big Kronk. guy played by John Goodman not John Goodman okay. sorry Patrick Warburton we're going to be the de- you're going to be the devil I'm going to be the angel and we're trying okay. to convince Kronk to break the lockdown measures or to not okay. break them, right? So me as the angel is saying, don't break them. And at the end, okay. we have to come to sort of some sort of agreement because in this film, angel and devil appears on Kronk's shoulders lots, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're actually on Sean's shoulders. We're on your tipsy shoulders. And we're trying to convince you to either break or not break lockdown. You're the devil. I'm the angel. Three, okay. two, one. Let's go. Hey, Sean, stay inside. Hey, Sean, let's go out and party. Hey, don't listen to that guy. That guy doesn't even know how to party. He always ends up blackout drunk. Listen, I'm the one with a fork. I know how to barbecue chicken, and I know how to barbecue some halloumi fries. I got, I got a spoon. We got soup. We got gazpacho at home. Stay at home. It's much healthier. Stay at home. Hey, listen, you know what, Sean? You got all these friends outside that you haven't seen in a long time. You've only seen them on the computer. Go, go, just go, just flee the nest. Sean, you have no friends. The nest is a nice place to be. Stay with the eggs. Oh, well, you know, it could be comfortable. But you know what else is comfortable? People. And you could be hugging them and kissing them and hugging them some more. Devil, listen, devil, hey. Hey, look at me. What are you trying to play here, man? You're going to get us killed. Is that what you want? No, I don't want to be killed. I just want Sean to be happy. And as long as he is out there making friends and making deals, he'll be fine. I think Sean is happiest when he's tipsy on his own about to make popcorn. He needs to stay at home. Yeah, well, okay. He can make popcorn, but he will have no friends. I got no further part in this. You're a horrible person. Hey, I'm not. I'm a goddamn angel. I'm a nice person. Meanwhile, Sean walks outside without a mask on and smooches a stranger and dies. Oh, look what you did now. Now we're dying. I win. I win. Sean, how do you feel? Yeah, I feel amazing. I just kissed a stranger. It was great. And see. That was a very good impression of Sean. It was, yeah, yeah. I'm very good at doing myself when I've had a few drinks. That is a <laughs> sentence that you've definitely just said. <laughs> so, Sean, any final thoughts about The Emperor's New Groove? Have you got any questions about it? Um, 
No, not really. You I, don't have to. I, hey, mate, you don't I'm, have to, man. You can just be focusing on. I'm popcorn. excited about watching it. I'm surprised it was made so long ago. Twenty years ago now. Yeah, man. Um, I I kind of remember it being sooner than that, but it was a long time ago. When was Hercules made? Because that was before then, no? So that's an interesting thing to bring up because are you familiar with the Disney Renaissance? Uh, no, I can't say I am. So I, I did a little bit of research for this, as you can probably tell, because I've got nothing else to do, right? And I watched a lot of YouTube videos of people being like, Hey guys, I'm really enthusiastic, but quite an annoying presenter. Here are 10 facts you didn't know. You know? Um, but actually, one of them gleaned a lot of information about the Disney Renaissance, which is 1989 to 1999, right? They just had like hit after hit after hit. So Walt Disney dies in 1966. There's a bit of a dark age where they don't really do that much mainstream, mainstreamly well until The Little Mermaid kickstarts a renaissance, which is like 10 movie ba- movies back to back of hit after hit after hit with the mi- middle one, like the peak of the bell curve being The Lion King, which mm-hmm. revenued like a billion pounds, a billion dollars. Yeah, the highest is, selling, isn't it? Yeah, for the, for the time, definitely. And Roger Allers, who directed that, is the one who was brought onto this project right after that. But Hunchback of Notre Dame and Hercules came out just before these, just before, well, three films or four films before this and didn't do very well. Mm. So they decided they'd make Kingdom of the Sun, which is what this was originally going to be called. Um, but then they were like, oh no, serious stuff isn't going well. Let's make it into a comedy. And uh, then Roger Allers left. And so this came just after Sweet. the Disney Renaissance where everything was going real, yeah. real well. And, and then they went Pixar. straight into Pixar. Yeah. yeah, and then they started going into Pixar. But I think I really liked Hunchback. I really liked that one. I know mm. it was quite a serious one, but I quite liked that one. And I like. I also liked um, Hercules. Was fun. I think I went to see that in the cinema. Actually, yeah, Hercules was really fun. And also, I yeah. think that's where this like, hey guys, I'm a YouTuber. He he was saying that Hercules and Hunchback were like serious films. I was like, that's not true. That's just not true. No, Hunchback. Her- is, there's nothing serious isn't. about Hercules. I don't think it was particularly accurate. <laughs> All of my knowledge of his trials were from that film. <laughs> Can you name the ten films that were in those ten years, Sean? Oh, that's a great question. Little Mermaid. Uh, the ten films of the Renaissance. Little Mermaid. Well, it's actually um, nine. I've only got nine here. No. Aladdin would be one. Yes, that's the one I've missed. Huh? Okay, so Aladdin, Little Mermaid, um, Lion King. Uh... We, we've mentioned two of them. Hunchback and Hercules, you can have them for free. Okay, fine, that's five. There's, there's nine. There's, there's ten. Um, uh, we've mentioned one of them before. Native American protagonist. Oh, Pocahontas. Yeah. Four yeah, that's more. as far as I can go. I don't know anymore. You got Rescuers Down Under. Oh yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's it. I missed that as a classic. M- M- Mulan and Tarzan. <clears throat> oh yeah, Tarzan. Actually, you know, Beauty and the Beast was probably one of my faves. It's a good. That was a big one. That's a big one. A goodie. 
so I think that's all that's all we got time for, you know, Sean. Well, you know what? I've really enjoyed myself. Um, I'm glad. That's because you're tipsy there. Yeah, yeah, but I've also really enjoyed the questions. And um, even though I didn't get any of them right... No, you got like two right. You got Sting and the protagonist one. Oh, shit, I never gave you a score. Uh, you can have 33, for, but, you know, I think you did well. Oh, that's better than you did last time, on 25. Yeah, you were really rude to me last time, though, so... I was, yeah, I was really rude, yeah. I'm just a nicer guy. There are other people, when there are other people on the podcast, I, right. I like to show off. Whereas when there are nobody, but when it's just you and me, I get drunk and then, you know, you can say what you want. Yeah, and then you take your clothes off and rub your nipple on the screen. I can see you. Yeah, and it's a good job we're not, we're not in the same room. <laughs> yeah, very good job. Um, <laughs> my final thoughts on this film, Sean, right, is that it was really hyped up to me and... I was like, there's no way I'm going to enjoy this. And I absolutely mm. loved it. It's really excellent. It's really beautifully animated. There's like a lot of, tre- like it's a bit treacherous. And it's quite complicated. It was quite complex because the main character, you start off absolutely hating him. And I was mm. watching it and was like, fuck this guy. I hate him. I don't want anything good to happen to him. And you end up rooting for him. It's really farcical. It's about friendship and it gets really wacky, but there's still like a heart to it. It's so silly and fun. It's a really feel-good film, and I'd highly recommend watching it in the middle of lockdown too. I think that's a lovely thing to say, and I think the the message at the end was really nice of the of someone who thought he was above everyone, but realised that all he wanted to do was spend time with his mates and live at the same level as everyone else. Yeah, it's about the death with, of capitalism Tom Jones and, and em- embracing yeah. anarchy, and that's exactly. what we want. And that's what Disney's all about. Yeah, Disney, <laughs> all about. Uh, I've been listening to a, a, a friend of the podcast, uh, Bad Clowns, or a sketch comedy group, do a, a oh, yeah. podcast called uh, Film Pitch. Which is a very good podcast. Um, and they were talking about, apparently, there's a conspiracy theory that, because everyone said that Walt Disney had been frozen, like cryogenically frozen. Yeah, apparently, people kept Googling Walt Disney frozen. So that's why they called Frozen Frozen. No, which I, I mean, don't. It's a conspiracy theory, but that's if that's true. Like that is all, amazing. all conspiracy theorists, I've done zero research, and I one hundred percent believe it. <laughs> well, you sound like someone else who's done zero research and one hundred percent believes himself. Wait, what? Are you being <laughs> political? Whoa! <laughs> it's about the Emperor's new groove. Whoa! So he got his groove back. I'm glad he did. Well, did he? I guess, yeah, you saw that he did, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? (laughs) I'll be honest. As a title, it's not really about his groove. No, that's why I was very confused. I really expected it to be like Step Up 2-esque, like about dancing. Yeah, I wish it had been more Step Up 2 inspired, to be honest. (laughs) But then that's my note you know, about most films. I loved Shawshank, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there wasn't enough stepping up. It's true. More people need to step up in films, and there needs to be more step-up dance battles. Just generally, at the end of films. Why not? That's just because you love salsa, isn't it, Sean? It is. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, my weekend is going to be spelt salsering <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, that's it. 
So thanks very much for listening, everybody. If you want to hear the, if you want to watch the Emperor's New Groove, I'd highly recommend it. And finally, what's going to happen here? We're going to say goodbye, but Sean is going to wrap things up in a literal sense. He's going to do a freestyle rap about friendship and about how to find it, about the Disney Renaissance and about the Emperor's New Groove. Sean, it away, take. Okay, here we go. Ready? Give me a beat. When I was 14, I thought, my name's John. John, yes, my name's not John, it's Sean, the Irish version of John. I was 14, I was thinking about things like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, the Renaissance. That was my life. And I saw my friends that had all the strife. Strife, that's something that never happened in my life. Making friends is fun. All you need to do is throw VHSs in their face. And they put them on and have a look. And the Lion King makes him go, hey Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>